Hello, this is Jeff Grant, and you're listening to my evolving podcast. Today, I have a friend with me, and this is the rare uh, in-person, one-on-one interview. I do a lot over the phone, and I've done a couple like this, but this doesn't happen, so I'm, I'm kind of excited. Sometimes we, we'll have the Tastemakers episodes where it's like four guys, and we're just like all like talking all over each other. Not Well, we're, we're polite, but you know. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, today I have a friend, an old friend, Jeremy Dane. Uh, he is, Jeremy is the guy I met in 1999, I think. Had to be. It was Had around that. We met at church at, uh, Glenview. Mm-hmm. Is it, I think it was Glenview Baptist then. That's right. Glenview Baptist Church. It's, uh, it's not called Glenview Baptist now. It's, I think it's called Glenview Church or Glenview. A community of praise. Glenview Church, oh. a community of praise. I think. Okay. I think. I don't know. <laughs> we, it's The church is still there, but yeah. Um, and we, yeah, we, we met at the church and we were kind of like, we had mutual friends. I would say at, when we first met each other, we weren't like buddy-buddy. We kind of knew each other through other people, like I was saying. And... uh and then we both were going to the University of North Texas in Denton, and uh, he had started Fall '99, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think I had I had been going to a community college around here. We were both from like the Fort Worth, Texas area, and uh, I had I started going up there, and we were we all knew each other from church, so we kind of in our one of our good mutual friends is Jared Brown. Who may we were we were thinking he may be the only person who listens to this. If you're listening to this, Jared, uh, <laughs> thanks for listening to it. And also, if you want to be on a podcast, <laughs> message me on Facebook. You know, I I think that came about because I was I remember the phone call with Jared. Uh, I was in Van, Texas, at Sky Ranch. Remember when I was all mm-hmm. tan? I came back all tan and wearing like beaded jewelry that like little kids had made me that sounds familiar i think so yeah they made it for me because i was a camp counselor not because i was a creepo uh <laughs> I, I left that part out um i remember the phone call though and we, we kept talking through details and he was like jeff grant and john godfrey and we weren't none of us were real great friends jared and i had only been buds for well jared and i we've been friends since we were like babies yes we've known each other forever but yeah the other Y'all, y'all, y'all were new friends. Mm-hmm. Just barely knew John. Uh, yeah, that's funny. It, I kind of ended up like we had four, four guys, and we we needed a. This was after the first year of. I think we'd been at UNT for like a year. Yep. Well, you had. I'd been there one one semester. Like, but then, uh, and in the fall of two thousand, two thousand. Wait. Yeah, I think it was two thousand. Yes. Yeah. Fall of two thousand. Yeah. Because I remember celebrating two New Year's of two thousand one, and it was a different. It was at that apartment, and I don't think anyone else was there. <laughs> I think a good gauge for that is I don't remember being at a Y two K party with you, because I was with Campus Crusade for Christ. Uh, up in Denton, they call them Crew. Yeah. And do you remember when everybody was uh-huh. all freaked out about Y2K? Yeah. <laughs> so we're at this party at this girl named Stephanie Rigdon's house. 
and somebody went and found the breaker box, like the panel. Mm -hmm. And at the stroke of midnight, they just cut the power to freak everybody out. Like, this is the end of the world. Really? It was great. Like, that's pretty, wow. Some of us were like screaming, like, like we're at a club and some of us were like a little freaked out. <laughs> some of us didn't know. I was at Glenview on New Year's the, at 2000. Uh, we had like a college group mm -hmm. thing, like in the loft there. We watched the movies nice. and stuff, I think. Yeah, but uh, I think, it, well, it would have been your, uh, yes, uh, fall 2000. Um, we ended up getting a, a apartment up in Denton. Jeremy and I and Jared and John and uh and then we were there like basically the fall semester then the spring semester we we moved out in May I believe but uh what uh, what I was gonna say is like that was a really fun year and when I think of Jeremy I think of like um the way I don't remember how this worked out but it ended up he and I were like the two in one room and then Jared and John were in the other room and uh, I remember thinking, like, I don't really know this guy. Like, we're kind of different. Like, I felt like we had, diff like, we didn't have a lot in common at the time going into it. That was a unique and, thing about all of us. We were all pretty different. Yeah, we had, yeah, this is true. Big different backgrounds, different directions. Yeah, that was a mess. Uh, but a blast. It was really, I think it was a good time. That's funny. We, I, I, but we, um, we had... So basically, like you don't know this guy, and you're suddenly like in a bunk bed with him. <laughs> sleeping above him. <laughs> so I think we kind of like pretty quickly like became friends. I, I just when I think of Jeremy, I think of like kind of like um, to not go into like new friendships, thinking it won't like I won't become good friends with them. Does that, that makes any sense? Like, yeah, I remember like kind of being surprised by how much we ended up having in common or just how much we had fun talking and yeah yeah you know you're, you're like 20 years old or whatever and you're like just laying there like <laughs> talking about like whatever is going on in your life in the dark such an exciting time in your life because everything's happening around that time uh yeah that's it i think bill bray described that you remember him fun guy yeah of um, i went to his wedding you remember tj smith uh, that sounds familiar, but I don't know. Um, anyway, he was in the college stuff back in the day, and he lived with me and Bill okay. for a while. Um, but, oh, well, Bill and I came to see you in Tennessee once. Yeah, yeah. We were going there to see for TJ's wedding in Kentucky. Oh, okay. Yeah, funny. Anyway, so because... Bill was the youth minister at Glenview. Yes. For he, a, a long time. He formed us all. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds weird. Uh yeah, so I drove, I went and met Bill not too long ago. No, I met TJ not too long ago. Um, I met him in Nashville. I flew to Nashville, and oh. he and I drove to uh, wherever the heck Bill lives, Virginia or something. So we, so we were there for his wedding. Oh, wow. We just felt like we needed to, since it, they had be, we'd been to each other's weddings, mm -hmm. we felt like, yeah, let's it's road trip. So we hadn't, I hadn't talked to TJ in years, and out of nowhere... Like, we're on a road trip together. Uh, so that was really When fun. was that? I think about three years ago. Okay. Bill has a little boy. Really? Bill Bray has a child. Wow. And a wife. Whoa. They, like, are in love. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew Bill to have a girlfriend, so... 
Yeah. Like seeing him, seeing him around her at the time was just like, it was a trip. I don't know. It was good. That's really cool. Um, yeah. Man, I, I can't remember the last, I bet the last time I talked to Bill was when y'all came to Nashville to, to visit. Oh, really? Or yeah, when y'all were, y'all were passing through and we, I think we ate lunch or something. Yep. I can't remember what all happened. Um, and somehow we ran in, we came across Brian Carter. Yeah. Right? We went and met him and his wife and his child and like stood by a lake and just caught up or something. Do you remember that day? Was that weird? I remember seeing you. I remember going to like Chili's or somewhere or <laughs> something like that. Like, I'm trying to remember. That's funny. What lake we would have gone to. I don't know. Hey, you know what? I was, uh, for some reason. Oh, there's a girl, a new hire at our office work or went to UNT. So do you remember Skip Titsworth? Yeah. He and I are, we work together. Oh, really? He's been in our company now for like three or four years. Um, and Kate, she, his, her, his wife. Yeah. I gotta say it correctly. <laughs> uh, but you remember Kate. Yeah. Um, she worked there for a little while. While I, when I moved to Oregon, she was there at the office, like doing the things that I was, wasn't able to do. So oh, really? She, she was kind of like the, the office manager. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, so Skip is still there. He has been an account manager. Now he's like support manager. And he was telling a friend, he said the word Woodhill. And I stopped because that wasn't even my apartments. Um, and I, for, I was remembering that he and his buddies lived like another complex away in that same apartment complex. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Somewhere by the pool. That's all I remember. And they had a big box freezer in the living room for the meat. <laughs> <laughs> so bizarre. Anyway, he said uh, Wood Hill and he was telling her where, he, where we lived in, in college. And I, I was like, dude, you know what? Uh, you remember our apartment? We were the J-apartment. Because the four, oh, yeah. four dudes, all J's. Yeah. Jeremy, Jared, Jeff, and John. Um, and I was like, yeah, I don't know how you came up. I don't know why you came up. Um, but uh, I said, uh, Jeff was the first person I talked to after I got my first girlfriend in college. <laughs> Do you remember that? When it I makes start, sense, I started, but I don't know which... Because we shared a room together? Yeah. Because I was dating Robin... Yeah, I mean, I had just begun dating Robin. Like, we were, I was at her apartment. And was like, "Hey, let's finalize this Joker." Like, we're dating now. She's like, "Yep, I agree." And I was like, I "Awesome!" Agree. <laughs> <laughs> and I was on top of the so I on top of the world. I came back to the apartment. And I was like, just kind of pacing around the house. Like, uh-huh. I'm just so amped up. Like, I have a girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> in college. It's amazing. And uh, and you were half asleep, but you were awake after that. And then you're like, "You want to go for a walk?" And we walked like Oliver didn't. I was thinking about that today. I was, <laughs> really? I was like, I need to remember to bring that up. That's so awesome. That's funny because I was thinking about like that a couple. We we were planning to like meet at some bar restaurant place and catch up, <laughs> and then at the last minute or like two hours ago, I was like, "Do you want to record a podcast instead?" <laughs> and he's like, "Okay, sure." And uh, anyway, when I was thinking about recording it, I was like remembering us. I remember we. This this night, like we had just left the apartment and just started walking and ended up like way up, like by university and yeah, we went all like the way to like street and Denton, but all the way to by TWU. Yeah, and I was trying to remember like why did we do that? Like why did, why did we go? And now now it makes sense. I was like, what, what was like the instigating <laughs> thing? Like what kicked us out of the house to go walk around at like two in the morning? 
uh, I remember we just stopped. Like anytime we thought of anything, we just were walking on the train track. We just prayed. Like anything that came to mind, we started praying about it. And I remember specifically a dead dog that got hit by the train <laughs> or something. <laughs> so we were like, we stopped and we weren't praying for the animal because we are like, it's pretty good and dead. But we like even prayed for its owners, like <laughs> like worried. But I don't know. We were just in a very praying mood. So yeah. It should... was like eight miles. I think. Yes. I man. think someone, like you drove it around later, drove around the route uh-huh. later or something. And but the the worst part about the whole trip, I remember that that journey, I should say, is uh, we tried to get something to drink at Jack in a Box, and they wouldn't let us because they were closed. Oh. But the drive through, so we walked uh-huh. through the drive through, oh, yeah. like, can we please get a drink? <laughs> and they're like, no, you have to have a car. <laughs> so they kicked us out of there. <laughs> so we're like, well, we have money, we're thirsty. Can we please have something? Nothing. So we had to walk all the way back, dying of thirst. I'm trying to remember, like, I don't. I don't remember a lot of details from from that. Like I just remember walking and walking and just walk talking and walking and talking and just like it kept going and then I don't know. It was it was pretty fun. Like it was mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. We didn't I don't remember doing that kind of thing all all the time. It was exhausting. <laughs> it was quite a walk. So that was okay, so you would that was the reason we went on the walk that you mm-hmm. just Gotten a girlfriend. I just got I got a girlfriend. Or dating. I don't know what you call it. We, I don't even know what we called it. I don't know. Probably girlfriend, boyfriend. It's really weird to say, okay, we are now officially dating, but we hadn't even been on a date to say that we were dating. Uh-huh. But we didn't want to say, will you go out with me in like, like high school? And be like, will you be my girlfriend? Because that's weird. So we just went with, you're dating. We're dating. It's funny to think about that now. <laughs> yes. It's really bizarre. I really like Robin a lot. I like Robin a lot. Yeah, she's cool. Uh, I don't know what she's doing. Don't know where she's at in the world. Crazy. I remember going with, because Robin was friends, like she was roommates with our other friends, Michelle, Rochelle, Mm -hmm. and Kate, uh, who Mm -hmm. you were talking about earlier. And I remember going with them to like the Galleria or some mall, like they just have to go to some mall and be like okay i guess i'll go <laughs> you just go like walk around and i don't know remember. But, like uh, the galleria over in dallas I, th- I think we did go to the gallery i feel like we went to another mall that was not arlington or something it wasn't golden yeah. triangle because there's nothing at golden triangle yeah jared and i worked at a chick-fil-a at golden triangle for a little while that's the first time i ever tried polynesian sauce i remember <laughs> Um, Chris Ruwalt's wife was the manager. Her name yes. was, can you remember? Is I can like push your face. Carol? Carol. Yep. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Were y'all, for, so did, so Jared was a youth minister at Gribble Springs Baptist Church. Chris uh-huh. was his pastor, his boss. Yeah. Um, were y'all employed at Chick-fil-A before that or after that? That's a good question. I know. Well, I know we were employed at Chick Fil A while we still lived in uh, Kerr Hall. Didn't you live in? Did you live in Kerr Hall? Uh huh. Did Jared live in? Oh yeah, y'all were roommates. Yes. But y'all were on the opposite side of the dorm as, as me. Kerr Hall was the dorm, one of the dorms. Yeah. At UNT. Um, we were we worked there the spring semester of two thousand, I think, for just like two or three months. 
I'd been working at a FedEx yeah, and it was like overnight FedEx. and it was like, yeah, it was like getting home at like three or four in the morning and then have 8 a.m. class. And I remember like not remembering anything. I was not, I was never a very good <laughs> college student. Colleger. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I vaguely remember your dorm in Kerr Hall. I was on the, yeah, I was, I think at Kerr Hall, there's, it was like one side is, is like four or five stories and another side is like more stories. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was on the taller end. I was like on the end, I think in my, I, cause I registered like way late and they just kind of threw me in with a random roommate and it ended up being this cool guy, Byron, uh, who was like a linebacker on the football team. It was like the, I think a lot of the football guys lived in my hall hallway. That's right. It was like on the, the east side of the building. Yeah. East and west, I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. Jared and I should have been in so much trouble for the things we did in that, that dorm. (laughs) Uh, do you remember the name Chandler Crouch? He was in that dorm over by us. And eventually all those girls over there, like Robin and Kate and all them were friends with, and Rochelle mm-hmm. were friends with Chandler. He is now a realtor in Haslett. He really? Is, like he owns, is, owns a company and has all these realtors like working for him. Wow. He's a broker. He's very successful, doing great. Um, I think he's successful. He seems happy. How about that? <laughs> I see his Facebook stuff. Uh, anyway. Um, dang it. Oh, Chandler had bolt cutters, <laughs> as a college boy should. Uh, so he, one night he got his bolt cutters, and we went to the end of the dorm or into the hallway, and we cut the metal screens so that we could throw water balloons from the sixth floor on all the smokers downstairs. <laughs> like so, they're all sitting out there just chilling and smoking, and me and Jared and Chandler all reached out at one time and like just dropped balloons from six floors up and lit them up. Uh, and then we all ran, we ran to our dorms and hid. And then like, they started searching the floor, like all the, RAs oh, and really? Stuff. And so they came to our door and we're like, was that y'all? And we're like, no, w- was what us, <laughs> you know, like just played it off. Uh, did yeah. Total jerks. That sounds familiar. I feel like I heard that. I've heard that story. It's a, it was a fun night. Uh, I wonder if that was before I was there or after the most bizarre thing that we did that we didn't get in trouble for which everybody knew exactly which room it was. Uh, we stole Robin's white baby seal stuffed animal. Oh, my <laughs> it was, gosh. It was, like, really soft and clean and, like, pure looking. And we tied a rope around its neck and hung it off <laughs> out of our window. I mean, so you could see it across campus. There's a baby seal hanging on the side of Kerr Hall. But, no, we didn't get any trouble. Like, nobody did anything about it. We were waiting for her to see it get mad at us and that was over it was awesome and uh, she ended up dating you later and so then that, that's that's how so you do it, it boys work, it, that's huh, okay i gotta remember that <laughs> it worked love it first seal massacre i don't know um what was i gonna uh, oh uh jeremy and i have not actually hung out very much like in the last 15 20 years yes uh, we kept we we kept in touch for a few years after we like lived together. Mm-hmm. I moved to Tennessee, and then you moved to Oregon. 
more recently back and forth from Oregon. Yeah. And then, uh, and then he, or I moved back about 10 years ago here to Fort Worth. And then you moved back. I was trying to remember when it was you moved back. I couldn't remember. Oh, uh, just two years ago. Okay. Um, and I don't know how, like we just ran into each other or something. And then we were, it was uh Jordan Brown's yes. wedding. And I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm just moving in. That. And you're like, I'll come help you. It's like, thanks man. And then, well, I mean, we hadn't seen each other in years or even talked in years. And then you came over and helped me move in to my new house. Uh, thank you. That was nice. When I think about that, I feel kind of bad because like, I was like, Oh, I, I worked for, I worked for a moving company. I know how to do all this stuff. And I'm like doing all this, like, like you know, dolly stuff and running stuff. And it, you know what I'm gonna say? Uh-uh. Like you had like a dresser that needed to go in the master bedroom, and uh-huh. here, we had like hardwood floors. And I'm uh-huh. like, here, just put it on this blanket, and I like fold the blanket blanket over because this is like a thing we did at the moving company. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dra- I put the dresser on the blanket, and I'm like dragging it through, and the dresser was like a little heavy, and a, the 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 uh, bottom was like a little. The feet. sharp and yep. it scraped through the blanket and i was like <laughs> oh God. like i still think about that and i'm like oh man i uh, wish that didn't happen i i forgot that was you i i probably took that on for myself like that i did it i remember it, it. Was, you can blame it on me because it's it me. it's colored in with like a crappy pencil like you oh, know, those wood colored pencils so it doesn't look great uh but now i'll remember you forever every time my toe drags across it <laughs> Uh, man, I bet that was two years ago, and that was the last time we saw each other. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we have not kept in very good touch. With no, him. but he. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I thought of you recently because I somehow came across the Lumineers mm-hmm. and was like, "Man, uh, this feels like Jeff, uh, like your music." Because I have I downloaded your CD off of iTunes. Oh, you did. Um. Oh. It's. I hope it's a good one. Yeah. What's it called? (laughs) Was it a newer one? Something about cousins. Oh, uh. Whiny white. Wait. Yep. Whiny white guy songs for hipster cousins. That's it. How did you forget that? I don't know. Uh. That, yeah, that was from a a couple years ago. 2016. Boom. So you must have just written it and put it out there right before I moved back. And somehow that I makes sense. Um, so I hear your songs all the time because I'll just shuffle oh. like my whole, oh. all my song list. Yeah, and yeah. Keep talking. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so for real, I I thought of you because I heard the Lumineers and was like, this feels like Jeff. I wonder how he's doing. So I just called you. That's how that happened. I don't yeah. need you to help me move or anything. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's this about? Yeah, he called me and we were, he was like, let's go hang out or go meet up. And then I said, let's record a podcast. So that's how this all happened. So, yeah, I was wondering, uh, after I asked you if you wanted to do a podcast, I was wondering if, well, I knew, I was like, the, the conversation's going to be different mm-hmm. if you're on microphone than if you're at, at like a bar someplace or something. Like yeah. we'd probably have more personal yeah. conversation. And not be like, I'm sorry, what'd you say? Like every time we can't hear each other. Yeah, because it'd be real loud. <laughs> I don't really like loud places anyway. You don't? No. Uh, it's, I like loud places if I'm by myself or if it's supposed to be loud, like a concert. Mm-hmm. I'm down for that. I'm young. I'm hip. Uh, but 
I don't want to be in the car with the radio on when I'm talking to somebody. I don't want to go to dinner anywhere that's loud. It drives me nuts. Yeah. I've become a I know what pretty, you mean. pretty good old man. I think, like, yeah. I know what you mean. I, whenever <laughs> you said go meet up at a bar, I was like, man, when's the last time I met somebody up at a bar? Like, I mean, it sounded fun. I, I knew it would be yeah. nice to visit and stuff. And I was like, I don't know if Jeremy and I have ever hung out at, at a bar. I don't know Maybe. that I've hung I probably, like probably could Starbucks count how many times I've been at an, an A bar. I had to Google, where are bars? <laughs> I didn't know. When you told me the place we were meeting, I was like, what is that? And then I was like, oh, I drive past that place like yeah. all the time. It's right by our house. Right by my house. Uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah, so we, we're not there. I did think for a second, I was like, maybe I could take the microphones. In. No, no, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Where can I plug in? <laughs> Actually, I was wondering when, when I asked, thought about recording the conversation, I was like, is he going to want to do this? Because, but then I remembered that when you ask people to be on a podcast, most often they, they usually say, oh yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that sounds fun. Okay. Most people like it. They do? Yeah. The people aren't awkward by it? I think um, it's usually like a, um, like a, oh, me on a podcast? What? No. I've never talked into a microphone. What? Okay, what would we talk about? Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, they just kind of like, like, it kind of makes people kind of excited because you get to talk about yourself and stuff. People like doing that. Are you uh, getting paid off of this somehow? I mean, no. am I going to see any royalties? I wish I was. <laughs> That's actually, I was going to say, wait, I wasn't going to say this, but. I feel like I need to do like a, like a telethon kind of thing, like because <laughs> I have to pay for the the uh, hosting of these podcasts. Oh, and it's I don't it's kind of like a hobby, mm-hmm. but I want to be able to leave the podcasts up, but it it costs a little it's a little more money than I want to spend on my hobby. Like, so I I, I would like I was I need uh, I need to like guilt people into like giving me money to support it now accepting donations if you would like <laughs> to support that sounded perfect i know why did I, you i'm trying to ruin it like it's not really i don't it's not that it's not that much it's just a little it's more than like i want to pay <laughs> any kind of like a, anything uh, more than free i don't want to do that where where do you mean you host it somewhere okay when you have a podcast mm-hmm. you have to host the audio files mm-hmm like uh on some website or on some something um and i do mine on soundcloud mm-hmm. and usually the soundcloud you can do a free account where that you can get three hours of audio for free and mm-hmm. a lot of people have that like if they're musicians like that's what i had that for a long time so i put songs on there and, and whatever um but then to like upgrade to like a unlimited yeah audio i think it's like Fifteen dollars a month or something, and it's it's like a hundred and forty a, a year or something. And yeah. last year I paid the the year thing, and then uh, I was actually able to pay that with like money I made from downloads of the my music. Oh, cool! And uh, and then the the like payment came back up this year, and it was like right, it was like the twenty seventh of December, and I'm like. I don't have that. I can't like pay that right now. Like I have to go. I got to buy like Christmas presents for people and stuff. Uh, so I kind of had to pa- pause the sound the podcast for a minute. But so does SoundCloud have some sort of 
XML oh. feed generator. Yeah, yeah, that whole deal. Yeah, that um, it's a RSS feed or yes. something. Yes. Okay. And it you basically like you there's this is r- crazy because like I had a this podcast started like years ago, and I didn't know how to get it on iTunes and stuff, mm-hmm. and then um. It was like one of those things where like it doesn't make any sense, and then I like finally watched this one YouTube video, and it was like, oh, 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 that's easy. Like, <laughs> so I, uh, did, you kind of it's you basically just kind of submit it to iTunes, mm-hmm. and they pretty they pretty much approve of anything. I think from what I've what I was reading, mm-hmm. like they're not too uh, particular. Like as long as you're. I don't know. Like it, I can't remember what the requirements are, but they're pretty easy to to meet. And then, um, so then whenever I put post a, basically I, I load it into SoundCloud, and then I have to put like that make it make sure people can download the MP3, mm-hmm. and then I put like submit to iTunes, and then it usually like honestly within like an hour or two, mm-hmm. it's like already in there. Can you download them from free for free from iTunes? Yeah. Yeah, Crazy. podcasts are for, usually free. Like, there are some that you have gotcha. to pay for, but yeah, we've had. I've seen I've seen folks like selling sermons, and yeah. stuff. Uh, so I guess that, that's where that comes in. Um, I, I didn't understand the language at first that you're saying. Like, I've actually trained a bazillion people on using their websites, and we have an XML feed generator. Oh, it, really? And it. So we have lots of church websites. Oh, okay. Um, so they'll put their where sermons. Do you, where do you work again? It's called AM. Uh, we're a digital agency over in Northern Hills. Um, so I was a support manager for umpteen years. Not umpteen. Uh, maybe eight. Maybe nine. <laughs> <laughs> I say umpteen. I say umpteen, but really. Um, yeah. So I would. So I don't. I don't have any background in that stuff other than learn, just learning how to use. Are you familiar with website editing, like a like WordPress or something like uh-huh. that? So that like back, little, yeah, I kind of know what you're talking about. So the back end of the site where you can go in and upload con- your own content or create your own content mm-hmm. and push that to the live website, to the, what we call the front end. So I would train all of our clients how to use the back end. Okay. So just walk them through it. So I would walk them through that process of creating and setting up is their, a, their podcast. Is AM like a, is it like WordPress kind of like, is it its own kind of? Yes. Well, I mean, we do a lot of WordPress websites, but um, it used to be, I would say maybe like 50-50 now, um, that would be 50% of them are WordPress websites, and then the other are is a platform that we built entirely in-house. So it's, a, it's okay. called a custom content management system, CMS. Um, yeah. So I don't know how to have a website. I know. I know it's not... I know it's uh, doable, mm-hmm. but I just don't. I've never made a website for myself. Yeah, honestly, um, I have. I've made. I made a blog all by myself one time. Um, <laughs> it was for church planning stuff up in Pacific Northwest. So the, the I think we called it North by Northwest. Maybe I can't remember the name of it. Because basically, what's the direction from Texas? to Oregon, to Portland, and whatever that was. Okay. That was the name of my blog. Um, yeah, you can... It, it's really easy anymore. If you want a simple little website, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you can just create a WordPress website 
and but there, it's even easier than that. You can go like Wix or right Google mm-hmm. and just create websites. Um, but it means you got to set up hosting, like you were talking about. So you put the files that tell the website what to do on that that host, and you got to get a domain name from somewhere. So then you you take your domain and point that to wherever that server's at. So the IP address will connect them. And then whenever people go to www.jeffgrant.com, it'll point over to that web or the the server files, the files on the server, and brings up your website. Okay. It's dope. There's actually another Jeff Grant who is a songwriter. Really? Who I think he lives in like Portland or somewhere up or somewhere up there. Is he like grunge metal? I have. Well, I should have. I should listen to his music. <laughs> Make sure you I know have that some because when I upload my music to like iTunes and stuff, it's always like, "Is this you?" And I'm like, "No, no, like, dude." It's trying to like. It's trying to sort me, but it, I don't it's know. Funny. It's not. It's. I'm always thinking like, this is probably confusing for people who are trying to listen to my music. They're like, "Oh, I'll listen to this thing," and then some other whole, whole other guy like with the same name. You know, I say grunge metal. I don't know if I have saw. I, I think I saw more Saltgrass. Uh, or bluegrass, not sawgrass. That's steaks. Bluegrass bands in in Portland. Really? Uh huh. Then I did um, anything else. Definitely didn't see grunge metal. Nirvana's over. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've heard, but Nirvana uh, is over. It, there was a thing. It happened. Um, yeah. How long were you mm-hmm. up in Portland? Portland area? Uh, about three years. Um, okay. Yeah. And were you, you were. You moved up to do church planning? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, me and a buddy, Cal Rainey, um, wanted to go up there, and he was already pastoring at a, a small little church called, I can't even remember, uh, but Tiny. Think about Gribble Springs. You remember that place? Mm-hmm. Like that. Like a small uh, Baptist? Mm-hmm. Well, that, I don't know if he's Baptist, but that was it. Yep, that was. and it was, a, it was a small Baptist church, a lot of old folks, um, like 50 years old is young there only like 30 40 people on any given Sunday so he moved up there to help them to, to replant them and I wanted to join him so I wanted to go and he and I together basically I say okay church we need to equip you with missional thinking what it looks like to be involved in the community not just just come to and from the church building but like you got to get out there. If you if you want to see people, see lives changed or anything. If you want to have an impact, you got to get to know people. So where do you work? You know, go meet them there. Um, just seemingly elementary stuff, basic stuff, not elementary, uh, basic stuff that you know he and I had been thinking about for a while, but they just it didn't things like that didn't really occur to them. Um, so we went up. We were going up there. I was going to join him in what we call replanting that church. And then things got pretty nasty there. Um, some of the church members were really against the idea of change. So um, they started getting pretty negative towards him and finding things to point out bad about him and make stuff up and lies. and It was terrible. Um, so then really like maybe two months before we were moving, uh, he said, man, it's just not going well. I don't know that this is the best place for you. He said, but... I've already got a bunch of people that want, want to be involved with whatever we're going to do. I mean, like, he's like 20 or so people. 
we can start a church, just start our own thing. And it was basically the same thing because we were going up there to replant a church. So it means you kind of have to kill it and like say, okay, this church doesn't exist anymore. Next Sunday, we're going to come back and it's going to be this name. We're launching a new church in this environment with the same people. So we had all this the stuff in mind and in place and it was just going to be too volatile. It wasn't, it wasn't ready. Um, yeah. So we were going to church plant and got up there to church plant and man, it was, it was tough. Um, getting to know the, the, the city, getting to know the people. Um, we really only knew the Rainies. And, um, man, one of the first people I talked with was our tow truck driver who was towing our trailer with all everything we owned in that trailer hmm. from Kyle's house to our new, new house we were renting. And he was like, so what brings you to Oregon? I was like, oh, I'm a Southern Baptist pastor. I moved here to preach, I mean, to uh, start a church. And it was just like, I'm done talking to this guy. And I mean, it was, we were talkative and chatty about the weather and whatnot. And we spent like two minutes of dead silence after that because he did not, he felt immediately against Jeremy Dane. It was weird. Um, and the first thing he had to say was, well, as long as you don't tell me how to live my life, we'll be all right. I was like, okay, <laughs> I just want you to deliver my stuff <laughs> right now. And I'm in, in your truck with you. So can I come too? Um, so we didn't become friends. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we dropped, he dropped our stuff off, but it just immediately like people are going to be receptive to the conversation or not. And for the most part, it was not. So it was a pretty lonely first few months of being up there. It was, it was nuts. We, uh, so after a few months of being there, I mean that we moved there in July and then in by November, uh, when we were going to come home for two weeks for Christmas vacation to, I had to do some work here at the office cause I was still working remotely from AM. We we're going to come back and visit family and be, you know, be here for Christmas and the holidays. Um, by that point, we already knew that the church plant that we set out to do was not going to happen. So we moved 2000 miles to do this one thing. And within six months, I mean, it took like two years for us to get ready to do this mm. within six months, less than that. We knew it wasn't going to happen. So, that was a crazy little season of our lives. Um, so when we got back, we, we, we went to Texas. We visited with family. We got back to Oregon. We hadn't even been going to church or anything, so we just needed to go to church somewhere. And we found a, uh, a cool little church up there called Mosaic. Um, and then, while we're going to church there, this is the funny, like a buddy in Texas who was a developer at AM said, Hey, I have a friend in Oregon who plays poker once a month, you should go play poker with him. It's like, <laughs> yes, please. What do they play? Texas Hold'em. It's like, well, of course I'll go. I'm from Texas. <laughs> I'm supposed to go. Um, turns out he is, was the lead pastor of a church plant. And the way that he wanted to be involved in the community and to be around unchurched people, you know, people that didn't talk like the church and weren't just a big Christian bubble was just invite anybody to my house, Christian or non-Christian, anybody. Um, come over and we'll hang out and we'll have a drink and we'll play a bunch of poker. Um, and that game he had running in his house at the time was nine years. When I left, it had been running for like 11 years. Wow. Uh, like every year, group of guys coming in. And when I say a game, I mean, the first time I go over there, uh, I knocked on his front door and he came to the door confused. Like, what are you doing? And I was like, hi, I'm Jeremy. I came over to play poker. 
And he's like, oh, cool. <laughs> and he walked me to the side of the house and around through the gate to a garden shed. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was tiny. I mean, it was much smaller than this living room. And there were 15 guys in there. There was 18 guys in there. Eight. <laughs> so <laughs> two tables and nine. Like, and I'm big. And I was not the smallest. I mean, I was not the biggest. There's a bunch of big dudes just like me. And we're like, like this up in this garden shed <laughs> playing poker for hours. And it was amazing. Uh, it was so fun. Like, I needed simple fellowship like that that hadn't had in months. And, um, I mean, a lot, I mean, dudes from all walks of life, uh, your mom jokes constantly. Just great. <laughs> uh, and no, it was like, a rule like you don't say that's what she said you know like from mm -hmm. the office mm -hmm. like because it's so simple so instead if anybody said any, said something without even looking at it someone would just point to that's what she said sign up on the wall <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody would erupt laughing like because it was it was perfect it was yeah um so that guy he and i i started getting to know him uh played poker there at his house for six months not straight but that's like six once a week or once a month. Um, and I was like, man, let's get together. Let's have coffee and get to know you. I want to hear about your church more. And he did. And I was like, wow, this church that you, you started a long time ago sounds a lot like something that I would want to be a part of and would have wanted to start. So we just jumped in with them and started going to church there. The first time we went there, like, man, this is home. It was neat. Uh, what was it called? Roots Community Church. Okay. Um, and they met in a Lutheran building. So church was at 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. There was only one service. and Kind of had to work around the schedule mm -hmm. of the other church. Yeah. yeah, they had church there in the morning. Um, so it was just bizarre. Everything about life up there is different than our world in Texas. Uh, even church life or everything. Um, yeah, so we did that for a couple of years. I, at some point, I jumped on staff with them and... Um, was just in charge of making sure the, the, the service and everything was all organized, you know, like the, the auditorium and um, assimilation, like new new folks coming in, making sure they're getting, you know, welcomed and greeted well and kind of plugged in. Uh, loved it. Uh, so, it's man, we miss it all the time. Um, it was tough. It was tough leaving. Uh, we, we felt like we really needed to. Um, as much as we felt called to go, felt like the, the burden to, to go and get out there. We felt the burden to come back. Um, like all at the same time, let me think how this played out. I was offered, my boss said, hey, come back. I've got another role for you here in Texas. Um, I'd like you to consider it. You don't have to, but please consider it. And then the very next day we learned that Don, Bethann's dad, had pretty advanced kidney cancer. Did you know all that? Yeah, you told me okay. about it. And Beth Ann's his, his wife. What's that? Beth Ann's is Jeremy's wife. Oh, yes. Hi, Sugar. Who I've known. <laughs> I've known her since we were like little kids. That's right. Yeah. Her mom that. was the uh, principal at the church. The, at, we met at, Jeremy and I met at Glenview, and they had a, a, a school at Glenview, Glenview Christian School. And I went there from like preschool to second grade, but uh, her mom was... That's the principal funny. there for a, for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we felt like it was time to get back and be with family. So we did that. And two years later, we're, uh, yeah, we have 
church home in downtown Fort Worth called the Paradox. It's really neat. Matt Shelton. Yeah. Did I tell you that? Yeah. Did we talk about that? Um, yeah, he's doing awesome. He's my pastor now. That's funny. Shout out to Pastor Shelton. He's another guy from Glenview that we, <laughs> we both know. Uh, <laughs> and speaking of, like, I don't know, are you on Facebook very much? Yeah. He is, um, I don't know how much, I don't know how much I can make public of that, but there is now a Letter Kills uh, Facebook page. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And he's constantly like putting new stuff up, like image. Well, not new stuff, new posts of old images and stuff. Letter Kills is a a band that Matt kind of like left. Yeah, he moved to California to go be in this band, Letter Kills, and they toured around, and they were like, they had a pretty good following. Touring I think. with like Huba Stank and all this uh-huh. kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, I think they were kind of big, like at least getting into big venues and. Yeah, the, he said that one time he ticked off the guys from uh uh corn i think <laughs> like you know you're doing it you're, you're living the dream yeah, if, that's making if you it. piss off corn <laughs> uh or maybe it was like pod payable on death remember them yeah uh i don't know i can't remember it must have been corn though anyway i just an old story i remember uh anyway he said there there's gonna be a thing like a, a Letter Kills reunion really? show. Really? Yeah. You heard it here first. Right. Dang that it. might be, maybe, is it something that we shouldn't? Not that, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Matt might Matt might listen to this because he knows both of us. I don't know if he'd be interested in this, but. Dang it. Is this something I should edit out? Uh. In? Maybe it'll, maybe somebody will listen to this and be like, oh, Letter Kills is coming back. <laughs> I say let it ride. I mean, what the heck's going to happen? No. Other than we tick off Matt and his old manager. How dare you promote my... My my band, my show. What if it... I'm just imagining, like, what if it, like, broke on this thing? And, like, that's <laughs> something, like, all these, like, people who are, like, big Letter Kills fans are like, Did you hear on Jeff Grant's Evolving Podcast that they're coming back? <laughs> right. Uh, what's that guy's album? Whiny yeah. white guys? And, Something his music sucks, but his <laughs> podcast is it's kind of boring. But they, they, they talked about Letter Kills, but anyway. is that a thing, anyway. dude? Hey, speaking of us cool guys talking, whose wedding we did we DJed together? We yeah. did this, Just uh, like, uh, John, was it John and Sarah? Or, yeah, our other room, our roommate when we were living <laughs> together, John, because he proposed to Sarah while we were living there. Do you mm-hmm. remember that? Yep, he and I went to her house. Her apartment and like put out roses and stuff like rose petals yeah oh and made it all romantic and then i left you didn't stick around no <laughs> how creepy would that be like, you're just standing there and he's like she's like i've been waiting my whole life yes this moment. i love you why is why is jeremy in the closet what are you doing <laughs> uh, there i need to put some more petals over here i got, I got them all here's some more um uh, Wait a minute, but okay, we were DJing, and you like made me say something, like let's keep it hot, like keep 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 it rolling because the dance floor is hot or something like. Do you remember that? It was really know. embarrassing. <laughs> like I wouldn't say it. It made you made you. Yeah, like somehow you had the good. Your your whole thing was like you you were more like the like kind of uh, big personality. Like you you could 
you could like sell it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if I said that, everyone would be like, eh, "What? A, <laughs> I guess it's ironic or something." I don't. Yeah. Yeah. You could like make it, and people would be. You could say that, and people would be like, "Yeah, he's right. We Let's should dance now. It is hot out there. Let's dance some more." Mm-hmm. Would you say that I would be the MC in that moment, and you would have been uh, the guy, the DJ? Is there what's an MC? Master of ceremonies. Oh, then I don't know. <laughs> that sounds like a band. I, I do remember that we were the DJs, and it was it mainly meant we like put a CD in and played <laughs> the song. We had like a list of songs or something. We have actual CDs. Yeah, that's awesome. Did we burn CDs? I don't know. I feel like we. I feel like there was like a list of. I mean, it was basically just like a CD player, and we just hit play. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think we had big responsibilities. Man, that's high tech. I don't think there were like MP3 players even out at the no. time. iPods. This was probably a 2001. Or... If there were, we couldn't afford them. No, not us. We were still struggling. We was in college, right? Were you? St- that was right. Yeah, because they got married right after that. Wasn't it at TWU? Mm-hmm. Okay. I have pictures of that somewhere. And I'm, it's one of those things where you f- look at a picture and you're like, what is this from? Like, I don't remember this. Why are Jeremy and I, like, wearing headphones and, like, <laughs> looking like we're, like, what is happening? That's so awesome. I was going to ask you, because you've, um, you're involved with a lot of ministry stuff. Uh-huh. And um, when I first met you, I think you had just become a Christian. That's right around 99 that's funny yeah and then we had kind of had a like a bible study together and we had people at our apartment that Mm -hmm. came in and then you ended up going in you like went to seminary after you graduated at unt yep yep i went there for a couple years and i started going to debt what is that oh uh (laughs) dallas no no like into debt like i was oh Like into the poorhouse. <laughs> That's what it was. I was like, it didn't make sense. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't feel like God wants me to put all this, like rack up a bunch of debt to uh-huh. go through seminary. Like okay. it just didn't feel good. Yeah. So, and I needed a job at that point. So I did. I stepped out and started being a Bible teacher. Okay. Uh, That's my first job. And then I sold insurance for six months uh-huh. and made not one penny for six months because I was really bad at it. Really? I only sold insurance to senior citizens on Medicare. Wow. <laughs> it was terrible. It was So after I got the job, seriously, same day, they go, I was like, so where do we get our clients from? And they were like, oh, well, anything outside of a two-hour radius or outside of about an hour radius uh, around DFW can be your client. So what do you mean? She's like, so you'll spend most of your time in Abilene, Mount Pleasant on oh, the other God. side of Dallas. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, this is terrible. <laughs> so I would drive to Abilene to talk to an old couple and be like, would you like insurance? And they're like, no, we have <laughs> Medicare. I'm like, yes, but that only covers 80%. What about the other 20%? That's where we come in. Anyway, it was terrible. Anyway, so after that, then I, j- I jumped on at AM. I, was a, I started there. Okay. At this, where am I now? Did you just like apply to were they just like a random company or how did you get connected to am justin bassett 
uh, a buddy at church was in sales there, uh, business development manager, I think he was called, uh, and he knew I was looking. Um, he was a good friend from church and said, man, you should, you should come be a project manager here. And I did. Uh, I just, uh, he helped me put together a resume and I went and just applied just to see what would happen. Um, and yeah, started, started getting to know everything and been there now 10 years. Wow. Crazy. What you worked you there the whole time you were in Portland? It, yeah. Worked Around all the way, all the way through. I just kept my job. Um, hmm, that's nice. Aaron. Aaron was really gracious. Um, I actually went to him to resign uh, without having... So when it came time to go to, to Oregon, we felt like it's time to go. I have, we have a burden to be there. It's time. But I had applied for 60 jobs easily. I mean, like ballpark figure. 60 jobs trying to find something in Oregon while still working AM. But nobody would even talk to me because I lived in Texas. And a couple of them... Maybe I got like four responses and a couple of them were like, okay, well just call me when you move here and then we'll come in and have you in for an interview. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, how's about we have an interview now and then I'll come there if you hire me. And I never hear back from them. (laughs) Didn't really, didn't really work out. Um, So I applied for seriously like 60 jobs over a six month period and couldn't get anything. And finally I was like, all right, Bethany, I think we just need to go. Let's resign. I want to resign, and we're just going to go, and I'll find a job when I get there. Because that seems to be the going theme, is that they want me to be here. So I went to Aaron, um, and I was like, man, I, I feel I feel like I've, I've got to go. I, I feel like it's time. I've really enjoyed being here. Thank you so much. Uh, I want to get put in my four weeks notice. And Aaron was like, I don't understand. What's this timeline? Why do you got to go in four weeks? And why do you got to quit? Can't you just take your laptop? keep working (laughs) I was like well it's funny you should say that yes please I would love to keep working here Um, so that was a real just a blessing was it difficult to work that way or was it it really wasn't too bad yeah Um, Kate jumped in and started taking care of all the stuff at the office I most of my interaction with clients was email Um, and then if not I was doing training calls with online meeting software so I would call them over the internet and be like, how's it going? Let me show you your website. And just walk them through this two or three hour spiel. Um, yeah, so it had its challenges, but it was fine. Yeah. It worked out pretty good. What are we? What were you going to ask me about I had just become a Christian? Well, I, I, remember, um, I remember meeting you and it was like kind of a new thing. Like your faith was a, a new thing. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, you kind of immediately got really involved at church, and then that Bible study that we had um, at our apartment like was kind of a that that for me that was like a thing where like that was one of the first times I'd played like guitar in front of other people and stuff really? like that. And it was I think I had a little bit before, but mm-hmm. it was kind of an excuse to get more experience with that. And then you were um, uh, you were kind of getting more used to like talking in front of the group about mm-hmm. you were kind of like. You, the uh, welcome wagon type guy, like you had a, or, <laughs> forgot about the welcome wagon. You're you're kind of like a, you just have a good like friendly type personality that's yeah. like good of like people like make people feel comfortable and like they're having fun and and, and then uh, Jared was like getting deeper and deeper into like studying mm-hmm. theology and like Calvin and all this stuff and he'd like speak at the Bible studies mm-hmm. a lot of times. 
And yeah. then he's gone on to pursue that. Like, he, I don't even understand anything he does anymore. <laughs> Jared he, is, is killing it. Uh, like, he's he left there, which is so funny, because the Jared that we met, mm-hmm. you mean you already knew him, the Jared I met was a football player in Grapevine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he wore that yeah. big state championship ring, uh, which he should have. I would still be wearing it if I was him. Um, he was just super athletic, all that stuff. And then he just shifted to the super a- academic, yeah, like studying German, studying Latin, things like that, so that he can read theology in the in the in those languages and then apply it, I guess, to his own life and to his teaching. Yeah. It's neat. It's really neat how are they? They're still in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Okay. They. I don't know how long he's been up there, but um, I did see Melissa say recently that he's um, finishing up his PhD work and is starting to job hunt or something like that. Wow. Um. So he'd be like a professor. Is he, I wonder if Professor Brown is he going to just kind of go wherever the the good job is, or are they wanting to stay up there? Or uh, I would bet. I would bet both of those things. I bet it seems like they really enjoy being there, but go where the opportunities are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, once upon a time, he would, he would talk about being overseas in Europe to, to study. I don't know necessarily to teach. Um, yeah. He's a very advanced person. Like I, I haven't talked to him a whole lot. I, I, I would like to talk to him more. I could call him and, have him explain everything on a podcast, you know, over the phone kind of thing. Today with Professor Brown. <laughs> That'd be so cool. Uh, dude, you should do that. Do you ever see Jerry Seinfeld riding in cars with comedians? Yeah. Getting coffee, riding in yeah, cars? Yeah, I like that. Getting... It's fantastic. You could do that. I could ride in a car. I go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, not quite as funny as Jerry Seinfeld. It's true. I need to work on my jokes. But... The thing, the thing that makes that show so amazing is not that he's funny, or the people that the comedians. They're not. It's not that they're funny. It's that you just get to see them naturally as who yeah, they are, just hanging out. Yeah, like Alec Baldwin mm-hmm. sitting there, like stuffing his face. Uh-huh. It's fantastic. Uh, golly, that's a really. Uh, that is a very easy show to watch. Like it's one where because they're like fifteen minutes or something. Mm-hmm. Like you, you play one and you're like. Oh, that was cool. I think I'll watch another one. Yeah. And then you just keep going. You're like... Oh. Just burning through them. And he he has such cool, funny people on there. Yeah. Incredible. You could do that, except do... Like, sitting in living rooms. Yeah, like talking like you get, like this. So when you call Jared to pitch him on this, be like, I need you to go to your living room, and I'm going to call you. <laughs> and you can't do it from any other room in the house. <laughs> Whatever happens, don't leave the living room. It's it's part of the shtick. Have you ever been on a podcast before? This is the first. Really? Yes. Inaugural. I like. Uh, usually, when I do these, I have like a list of questions, or and usually the questions are more like, in case we just don't have anything to say, mm-hmm. we're just like sitting here like, oh, what do you eat for lunch? Uh. So, but uh, today, yeah, because this was kind of last minute, so I was. But then at the same time, I was like, we know how to talk to each other. Yeah. It'll be all right. We'll be okay. Uh, that's what I was going to say earlier. As Bill, that's, that reminded me of that. Bill said to me once, uh, dirty, 
you're like one of those friends that I don't have to become friends with again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that and makes I, sense. And I would say the same thing about you. Um, you don't have to like redo it. You can just you jump in just where you pick it up. Yes, pick it back up. Exactly. That's a neat thing. Uh, I don't have very many guys like that. It's kind of sad. I don't either. Jared would be one. So, did you come over and watch a movie with me and Jared at Christmas? Yes. Uh, no, this was um, Jared's little brother, Jordan. He's not that much younger than he's like a couple he's, years. He's, he's probably he's older. He's bigger like, than him. <laughs> he got married. Yeah. A couple years ago, when when Jeremy and I ran into each other, and then Jared was like. Jared was in town to he did the wedding he like mm-hmm. officiated is that the right word he did good and yeah. uh and then he wanted we were like let's we gotta hang out and then he was like I got this movie that's so funny <laughs> y'all you gotta watch it and so we went to his uh his parents house uh and watched it with like uh, us three and then uh his dad Rusty was watched it with us and uh Man. I'm trying I don't even remember the movie it was. They were they like robbed a yeah. a security. It was that Galifianakis uh-huh. and a Kristen Wiig? All right, I'm looking it up. Kristen Wiig was Owen Wilson in it or? Uh, Masterminds. Yeah, yeah. It was bananas. Owen Wilson. It was funny. Yeah. It was kind of like a um, <laughs> like you know when you hang out with friends and you're like. Let's watch a movie, and you're like, "Yeah." And we're like, we hadn't seen each other in like years, and we're like, probably had a lot of stuff to catch up on. I know. And then you're like, you kind of like watch the movie, and you're like all laughing, and then you're like, "Well, movie's over. See y'all later." <laughs> <laughs> that was about the. We didn't really. We could have spent that same amount of time just sitting in the like standing in the kitchen like talking, uh, but instead we. I would have done the same thing. Like I wanted to watch a movie instead of talk to people, but. <laughs> I'm sure there. I know. I wish. I was like. I'm sure, Jared has a lot of cool stuff to just tell me about. But that's why I love oh. the guy. He does. He's got a lot of stuff in his head, but instead he's like, "Let's watch Mastermind." It's <laughs> freaking hilarious. <laughs> Did you ever used to watch? Because after, so after we left Woodhill, um, Jared got a roommate somewhere else. I don't know what I did. I don't remember how that worked out. Um, we and then somewhere after that we're like hey me and jared were like let's get another apartment together Mm -hmm. um but i don't have very much money let's get a rat hole somewhere up in denton like let's get the dumpest dump so we can save so we tried (laughs) we actually drove to singer singers like north of denton Mm -hmm. and looked at uh in a trailer park at this one that became available this double wide mobile home and man it was rough like even he and i were like you like we can't do this so we found this other apartment complex i don't even know what it was called um <laughs> but it was it was pretty rough it was fine anyway but we kept watching uh we watched over and over the movie called dirty work yeah norm mcdonald yeah oh my gosh uh like that and tommy boy no it was that in beverly hills ninja um uh, and why not wagons east Almost Heroes, Chris uh-huh. Farley's Western like movie. His last movie. Yes. Yeah. So we always had that. Um, speaking of Norm Macdonald's, like I read, his, he has a book out. Uh huh. Um, That's fun. It came out like a couple years ago. I read it like a f- few months ago. It's really funny. I mean, it, 
Norm Macdonald wrote a book. Yeah. What about? Um, it's 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 actually kind of like, um, it's quote unquote and like an autobiography. Like he's telling his life story. Okay. But he's like lying. Like it's all oh. like lies. That's so weird. <laughs> It's really, it's really funny. It's super dark. It's, it's all like, it's all like a. I was in Vegas and I had two prostitutes. And I was high on like black tar heroin and all this. You know, it's like, it's kind of stuff like that. Like you're like, but none of it's true. Whoa. I don't know. I, I don't think it is. Maybe that's the thing. You don't know which thing is not true and is true. Some of it is. It's like fifty-fifty. He's trying to soften the blow of the reality of his life. It might. I think. It, I think he might have done that. I, I also think that he's actually like a really kind of boring straight-laced kind of guy huh like oddly enough like he, he seems like from like interviews i've seen like you think he's gonna be like some he i mean he's crazy like his comedy is, is crazy and out there but i think he just like hangs out at at his house and like watches like espn and pretty like simple does his thing man uh okay okay so remember the movie dirty work it's norm mcdonald and another guy and i can't think of his name um it, I watched like YouTube clips of it. It's it's a uh, Artie Lang. Yes. Yeah. Have you seen him recently? Like he got out of like rehab or something. Mm-hmm. Apparently he'd been doing cocaine like forever. Mm-hmm. Like his face is like sunk in. It's really terrible. Oh, I haven't seen that. He's on that show Crashing. I don't know if he's. It's like mm-hmm. an HBO show with like Pete Holmes. I don't know. I don't know what that is. He's, they have a, I think they had an episode where he was on it. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it's crazy. They changed. That's my story. <laughs> um, we've been going like an hour and six minutes exactly. Nice. It's 9.18 p.m. I don't know how late you want to go. Uh... I don't care. Uh, we can keep rolling. Tell me, what are you, are you working on, did I see, are you working on more music? Are you writing something? Uh, I'm writing, I have, I put out like two albums like last year. You did? Uh, also like on Like in iTunes? October. They're on iTunes. Thanks for asking because this is, this is a nice way to like oh. <laughs> promote myself. I'm looking it up. I want to see. Uh, one is called Plight of the Franken-Tweens. <laughs> and uh there's a story behind why it's called that but it's that one was like i kind of like worked on that one a lot and um spent like a like months like last summer basically recording like all the pieces of that song that one and then when i was about to put it out i was like this might be too produced like too much like people might not like it very much because it's got too much sound going on and i had all these other songs in my iTunes, uh-huh. and then I, there were like kind of like demos for that album and some other like older demos that I'd written and stuff, and I was like, I like these songs just as much. Like kind of, it's kind of a less intense listening experience. So, so I put that I put them all together and I, I kind of, that I put that out on the same day and it's called Other Songs. Oh, on the same day. That's yeah, a big and deal. that one's kind of like a artists don't do that like. Just yeah, I'm thing. the only person who's ever done stuff like that. You're doing it. Uh, so I see Hot Take Fight to the Death. That was uh, last 
That was like summer 2017. But is that a song? That's an album. And a lot oh, of that yeah. is uh, kind of politically type. Mm. Which, so yeah. you've got like a bunch of songs. I mean, a bunch of albums compared to the only one I have. Whiny White Guy songs for hipster cousins. Man, dude, Portland hipster is like next level. It's just amazing. I've never been to Portland, but I've, well, I've seen Portlandia. I've seen every episode of Portland. Then you, it's real. Like <laughs> the dream of the 90s really is alive. <laughs> it's right. Dude, man, the, the people are just so unique. And every corner of the city is so quirky. Like uh, something about it, but it's the most, it's super endearing. You just want to be at all those weird little spots. Some of it you don't want to go because it's, it can be sketchy, but some of it is just fantastic. I wish, I'm sure Fort Worth has stuff like that, but I wish it was more that way. I wish there was more of an appreciation for that type of thing. Yeah. I feel like a lot of, I'm not, I know there's quirky people around here, but I feel like a lot of it is kind of like, oh, that's too yeah, too weird. That's too far, boy. <laughs> Pull back. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay. I mean, have you you've seen the videos of guys, a guy in on a unicycle mm-hmm. wearing a kilt and a Darth Vader mask, playing bagpipes? Uh, maybe not. <laughs> well, it's real. Like he's there. Like I've seen him. You just look up and be like, there goes a dude on a unicycle wearing a kilt and a Darth Vader mask playing bagpipes through Portland, Oregon. <laughs> Uh, I mean stuff like that. It's just as random as can be. I know uh, Austin is like more in that vein. Mm-hmm. People should, will I do feel a like lot I should have lived in Austin instead of Austin's hot. Yeah, Hotter it's than, hot here. Too. It's hot here. But it is dirty hot down there. It's different. Hot. I feel like Austin is more like like when I moved to Nashville with the music and everything. Mm-hmm. I feel like Austin was would have made more sense. Yeah. Oh, instead of going to Nashville, to yeah. go to Austin. Potentially. That makes sense. If you were going to be like a country musician or play in, what was that band? Caden's Call? Mm-hmm. So either Christian, uh, mainstream Christian or country musician, mainstream country musician, not like Cody Jinks, cool, like forward Texas kind of stuff. Uh yeah, so maybe you, you maybe you should move to Austin right now. Don't tell anybody I said that. Will. It's hot though, dude. It's all because of Jeremy. <laughs> I did. I used to go down there like probably before I met you. I used to go down there. There's like a film festival. Well, the South by Southwest. Oh, really? Film festival. I remember going down there. That's really cool. I think I only did that one year, but that was pretty fun. Um. I'm trying to yeah. think if there's any. La- I I don't want to like just run out of stuff to talk about. Uh, I'm trying to think through. Do you feel like we covered everything? We didn't really talk about your family. Oh. Uh, they're cool. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. Okay. I I think. I mean, for real. Like, f like music wise, have you? I maybe want to ask: Have you ever considered like being in a band, like starting a band? Yeah, I've had I've been in bands, mm-hmm. uh, short-lived bands, mm-hmm. um, and I, I. Here's my thing with. <laughs> I, I know that makes actually more sense to for me, like for people who listen to my music that like that would make more sense. And I think, 
I don't think it would be a bad idea. I think what's hard about okay, like the way I work, the way mm-hmm. I write songs, um, it's just always like a solitary type thing. Like when I write songs, and now like when I record songs, I just usually just do it by myself, which I know it doesn't always make the most interesting music, but that's just like the the way I've developed my yeah craft or whatever. And then whenever I've been in bands, it 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 becomes more of like a scheduling everybody's thing and then like you're trying to like we need to have this guy everybody needs to be here at this time and then then we need to play at this place at this it's almost like it it just starts getting more and more complicated yeah which is i bet which can be really good there was a time when in nashville when i had i was like in a band for i mean it was like six months or something but it was kind of exciting because there was stuff going on and we we're recording we're recorded in a in town there and uh played a few shows like around around there and um it was like exciting but i remember feeling like i'd gone from like like my my quote unquote music career was like mm-hmm. me riding like a bike by myself to like suddenly i'm like trying to drive a a bus with like all these other people trying you know, to like kill them people like who are trying to be like manage managers or yeah uh like it was the band, but then it was like other people who were kind of, and everybody has like thoughts and opinions and everybody's, it, it kind of just got really complicated to where it was like, I don't know. I think that sounds pretty not fun. It's, it was, I enjoyed it on a, on one level. And I think, honestly, I think the music was probably better mm-hmm. with all the other people. The music was more palatable, like for people listening to the music. Yeah. But it got, comp- it got complicated to where I was like, Cause I'm I'm kind of like the type where like I just want to be sitting and like writing a song, and just keeping it like, yeah, on that level. Uh, I don't know. I I like the idea of being in a band, but I'm not I'm not very good at once you have to like start managing all that. Yeah, and, like I bet. Yeah, I guess the uh, the the band piece of it means it's it's easier probably to schedule a whole band or to book a whole band. I mean, if somebody wanted to, if y'all wanted to like show yeah. your skills somewhere and just play somewhere, um, there's probably more draw for a full it's band. It's more than... fun to play with a band, honestly. Excuse me. Like playing alone, it's kind of like nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. It can be fun. And I like listening to like solo troubadour songwriter type people. Yeah. Um, but... The, I, I don't know. I, I like, sometimes I like playing, but a lot of times it, it's almost like a, it's just, it stresses me out. Like, like I used to, when I was, I, I haven't played a lot in Texas, mm-hmm. really. Um, As in played outside played of the out, house? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't done like sh- shows really, but I started, well, I started doing some like, like on Twitch, like live streaming. I've, I did, I've done some, been doing recently, actually like last, the other day. I played through one of those albums like I cool got on the internet and like just played on a camera kind of through through one of the albums and uh you did the whole album? Yeah, it was like 15 songs. I think I skipped one of the songs cuz it was like a I don't know. It was just like it was like about Trump or something and I was just like I don't <laughs> yeah. want to sing this right now like I just didn't want to go in, didn't want to go in in there. Yeah. But uh anyway in I remember playing shows in Nashville and like 
you're like telling everybody to come. You're like handing out flyers and all this kind of stuff and you're putting up posters and then you go and you know, like there'd be like 10 or 15 people and then like you do it again and there's like less people and you're just, it's like that whole thing of like, you put all this like time and energy into like trying to get the songs down and remember them and yeah. try to perform them right. And then you go and like nobody comes and you're just kind of like, yeah, this is hard. It's I, like, I got a lot of respect for people who are really pursuing that. Yeah, I feel you. It's, it's a lot harder than you'd think it would be. Uh, we tried to have one service while church planting. And we put together child care. We put together sermon, communion. We put together all of it. Coffee out front. Two people came to that sucker. Really? <laughs> Kyle and I were like, this is going to be great. It's going to be so good. Because we found this little school where he was an adjunct professor and they were like yes y'all could you can rent this auditorium y'all can have church here and we're like that would be amazing two people came besides us and our children so like bethany was doing child care for her own children (laughs) (laughs) it was like why didn't we just go to church What, what what the heck did we just do but it felt just like you described uh, we're like kind of discouraging, but yeah, I, it was brutal. I think at the same time, like I, I know a part of me is like, um, just keep doing it anyway. Cause like you could, you never, I'm trying to get where I'm like, I remember, or I think where I'm with my music, like I know most people don't care at all, mm-hmm. honestly, even my friends who listen to it are kind of like, Oh, that's cool. Like. Alright, man, he writes weird stuff, but whatever. And then, uh, but then I always think like, there's somebody out there who is really connecting to this. Like, there's somebody who this means a lot to, and I don't know him, or I, maybe I, maybe I do, but I like I don't understand it, and I can't. I have, I'm trying to keep it. Like the other night when I was uh, on Twitch, like playing through the songs. Yeah. Like I think at one point there was like eight people watching, really? and I was like, cool. And then it kept going down, and it was like. <laughs> down to like two people and I'm like like in my mind I'm like this isn't very good like later I'm watching the video and it's like the it was like real choppy like it, the my, uh, my bit rate was off so it was like all like it just like this doesn't look very good but then uh, in my mind I'm like maybe there's one person watching this who really likes this one song that I don't like even like that much myself <laughs> anymore like I wrote it like two years ago and now I'm like mumbling through it or whatever I'm trying to basically try to keep in mind that I don't know in I think I'm pretty like cynical lately with the music I don't want to be but I'm like people don't care they don't they don't like this song or whatever I, I have to remember that like it's not the same experience like on the other side of the, the thing like it might have I'm not saying it's like the greatest song they're ever going to hear but it might they might connect with it and have have a having some type of meaningful moment with that song yeah, yeah. that is like outside of my understanding and yeah. control that I can't I try to have hope that that is possible kind of thing yeah but uh, well that's fun man I wondered I wondered if you what like what direction you thought about ever going with your music uh, but I told I, I can completely see that it would change the whole experience if you if you got to get four more guys four more I, I'm not like totally against it. I, a part of me is like, I wish like some band that was already going mm-hmm. just liked my songs and just 
they could just use my songs and I'd, I could just kind of write and be like, here, go do this. And they could turn them into something more yeah, exciting. Do you, do you like singing, writing, or playing the guitar more? I like the writing more. Really? I think I'm more, I mean, obviously. I think of myself more as a, almost like 90% writer and then the rest is like, the other, like I'm more, that's more like my, uh, like you have to zone. do that because like the, the song came first. I mean, obviously like you have to sing and you have to play. They're a, a byproduct of writing the song. Yeah. Like they're only there because the song is written and you want that to be heard. Not, yeah. not because you like the other piece of it. Yeah. It makes sense. I wish I was more, I wish I was more extroverted and mm-hmm. more like wanting to get the songs out. Sometimes I'll write the songs and I'll record them or something. And I, in my mind, I, I just feel like I'm done with them kind of thing. Like, uh, I don't know. That's almost like the whole experience for me. And I, I feel like kind Funny. of bad about it sometimes because I feel like I should be more open with it and like hmm. share it more and be more into the sharing part. And I'm more like a, I'll put it out where people could find it if they want it. It's their problem <laughs> try to now. Tell, try to tell them as much as I can. And then I'm like, <laughs> Okay, I'm done. I'm, you know, I felt like it. Cool. If not, whatever. I'm writing some other stuff now. It's better. Which way better now? It always feels like the new stuff is like better than the old stuff, even if it's not. Even compared to Gutarina? Oh. That's the only song I've ever seen you perform like out somewhere. I've never seen you do. I mean, like, I've seen you at church do like be a part of worship. Gutarina. Jeremy. Okay. I didn't. I went into this thinking like, "Don't talk, Jeff. This is about Jeremy." Like, no way. He, okay. He knew me like when I first started writing songs. Seriously, like, was that at the beginning? I think when I when we were roommates, I'd probably written maybe five songs or something like that. I remember you bought that and little four track mm-hmm. uh, cassette recorder. Yeah, and you could layer stuff on. Yeah, it, I right? got that. I think I got that for Christmas, like. The year we were roommates, That's I remember funny. bringing it back. And anyway, we were recording stuff. Gutarina was seriously like the fourth, like one of the fourth song I wrote or something like that. It was an early. It was a song about my guitar, Gutarina. But dude, so we went to an open mic night um, over off Denton Square, uh, the Brick House. Uh huh. That's right. Yeah. And somebody got up there and did like slam poetry before you. That that girl, she was like really ticked off. Uh, but it, she was like, this is effing therapy, y'all. It was awesome. Like, she loved it. It had been a lot to her. It was neat. And then you got it, like, you switched tones in the whole room. <laughs> so she's up there, like, cussing in this poetry. And it's it's this huge passion. And Jeff's like, you get up there and you got your guitar. This is about my effing guitar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sorry. I don't even know who I was with us. That. But then you got up there and you, you played the most lighthearted like cool song ever uh and in comparison like it was just the contrast was crazy but the the audience like for real i remember like people like uh like clapping when you started when they started unfolding that you're talking about your guitar like the song kind uh-huh. of teaches you who you who who Gutarina is uh my fingernails nicking at your throat <laughs> yeah it sounds really dark but you're talking about like playing this instrument <laughs> Yeah, it's just a trip. 
like, cause you could see people's face go from like confusion to, this is awesome. I think a guy even came up to you and like said killer lyrics, man, <laughs> something like that. I remember going, I remember going there because our friend Michelle mm-hmm. was always like real encouraging to me about my songs. Hmm. And early on that, that really always meant a lot. Cause it's like when you're trying to, you're kind of doing that and it's like, I don't, I don't yeah. know if I like doing it. What's going on? Or then someone's like, wants to hear, like wants a tape of your songs or whatever. And then, uh, I think it was like her birthday or something. The first time I played, huh. it was like her birthday and she wanted me to go sing there. Cause I was like too scared. I was like, I'm not doing that. Like <laughs> no way. Really? And then I, I think it was her birthday and I went and sang like one or two songs or something. And then, uh, I think after that I got a little more, cause one thing you realize like, or, or at that place there was, you know, it was, it was a, an open mic place like in a, it was like a coffee shop bar mm-hmm. place in, in a college town in Denton. Mm-hmm. So it was, you kind of like learn quick, like everybody else is kind of at a similar level, at least at the open mic. Maybe there are other bands that are playing at different places, but a lot of the people there were like just starting out and it, it ended up being like a real encouraging place. Like I'd meet other songwriters that, from around there and we'd kind of like, what kind of bands do you listen to? What do you like? You know, what I remember getting into get? like different bands because like the songwriter guy, uh, another songwriter guy was like, like lent me some CD or something like that. You know what I mean? It's kind of, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember that. That was a cool place. It's not there anymore. I've driven by it. Yeah, it's something different, I think. I was uh, actually, uh, one of my cousins who's like, she's like 20 years old and her best friend goes to UNT and she mm-hmm. lived in Kerr Hall, which is, it's just crazy. And I'm like, I was trying to, I was like, is the, the brick house? I don't think, I, th- I think it was another place for a long time. Like brick house closed down and then it became another place. And then, uh, I think that place closed down. I was trying to talk, like get the information out of her. Like, is hmm. this like place, is this here? No, I don't know. Cause we used to go, even after I left Denton, like, Josh Irwin, my uh-huh. friend Josh and Richie and Brian, like we'd drive up there and go to the open mic at oh, really? house. Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, do you see Josh anymore? Yeah. We, I don't see him all the time, but he actually texted me today. Uh, and I went and recorded a song of his like a couple weeks ago, like met up with him and we see, we do see each other like a That's little fun. while. I went and watched a Cowboys game with him and he and his wife. Was it was pretty fun. His he, his wife Amelia is like, uh, that's another story. She just has all these like, I don't know. This is like a tangent on a tangent on a tangent because uh-huh. I know y'all people listening to this. Some actually people who listen to this probably know Josh, uh, but other Josh is a, a a mutual friend. He's the guy I moved to Nashville with, and I want to get him on here on the podcast. We've talked about doing it. We just hadn't recorded one yet, but uh. Yeah, his, 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 it was funny to watch the Cowboys game with Amelia because she's like got all these like, she's like, I think this guy's like, she has these opinions of like, she has like all this like imaginary version of like all these players, like what they do when they're like not playing football. And she's like going through all this like drama. She's like, it was, it was really funny. He likes to decorate. I can tell. <laughs> he watches Chip and Joanna. Um, 
Okay. It's like 9.40. You want to go ahead and wrap it up? Yep. Okay. Cool. Yeah, this is like almost an hour and a half. Yeah, no kidding. Um, we had lots of good stuff to talk about. Shoot. Yeah. Uh, thanks for doing this. Yeah. I hope if fun. anyone's listening to this, I hope it was an entertaining listen. <laughs> this is a fun way to catch up with people. It's a fun excuse to c- catch up with people. But uh, yeah, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, hopefully by the time this is up, the podcast will be like a thing again. It will be out of hiatus. I don't know how fast this will go up. Hopefully quickly. But anyway, uh, thanks. Thank you, Jer- Jeremy. Yes. And uh, You bet. Maybe we could do it again later. And... Uh, That's it. All right. Bye.